Do you want to be a more confident, effective leader? Well, stick around because today our guests, Mariana Safer and Sarah O'Brien, are going to share what they've found effective in their own career journeys, and you're going to learn how to be great at leading others by leading yourself first. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. I've been really looking forward to this. I've learned a lot from you both over the years. Mariana, to begin, tell us a little bit about your current role and then tell us a little bit about your career journey up and up into this role. Sure. And thank you too for having us. We are so excited to be here. And you've always been someone that I've really enjoyed seeing at events and talking to at conferences and you're definitely omnipresent in the industry. So again, thank you. But yeah, so I am currently director of field digital uh, for IHG Luxury and Lifestyle. And so I oversee the digital strategy for four of our luxury and lifestyle brands. So we've got Kimpton, Regent, Vignette, and Intercontinental Hotels. And I work with a really kick-butt team. We are spread all over the country. And each team either works with a specific set of hotels or they work on the content and SEO strategy, analytics, really just the entire gamut. So we're basically an in-house type of service offering for the properties. I started my career in travel and hospitality. I'm going to date myself pretty badly right now. It was about 25 years ago uh, as a travel agent. I got my master's in hospitality at NYU and then went on to work for a little boutique hotel marketing agency, which back then was called Hospitality E-Business Strategies. I was a fifth employee and I stayed there for about 13 years working through just evolutions of that company. It became Hebs Digital and then uh, it ended up being acquired by Sundine and learned a lot there. And that is where I met Sarah, actually. We worked together very well. And so I will hand it off to you, Sarah. Yes. Hello. And thank you also, Josiah, for having us here. It is really fun to be together again and get to do this with you. I had a 15 plus year marketing career and I spent nine of those years in the hospitality industry. Like Mariana said, that's where we met. And also I met you, Josiah. And I am now a career and leadership coach. And one of my favorite things to do is help leaders, especially at that 10 plus year career mark, when they tend, people tend to reach a bit of a plateau, whether that's an internal plateau, whether they're dealing with confidence issues or imposter syndrome or other internal struggles, or it might be an external thing. They're trying to reach a certain level. But I'm really passionate about helping people love their careers again, becoming a great leader to everybody that their role impacts, and really being able to break through those career plateaus that really inevitably come up in most people's careers. Amazing. I'm very excited to dive into this. What initially prompted me to reach out to you both and see if we could record was a post that you had made, Sarah, around confidence. So you've launched a, a podcast that's uh, amazing. I'll link to it in the show notes, encourage people to check it out. 
but your post was specifically about confidence. And I want to hear a little bit more about that. But Mariana, maybe I'm going to ask you first because you reposted okay. it and that's actually how I found it. Okay. Let's speak to okay. the um, the individuals listening to this. So wherever yeah. they're at in their career journey, they may just be starting out or they might be a leader. Yeah. But what attracted you kind of to this notion of confidence that caused you to repost it? Well, I am a huge supporter of Sarah's journey. And so my primary goal there was to repost it. And I listened to her, a few of her episodes, and I was just like, yes, people need to hear this. And her discussions on confidence and imposter syndrome, they all resonate with me. I think that confidence, and she'll say a lot more about how to build it. I do think it's important to have confidence in that you know what your values are and that you're willing to do what it takes to follow those values. And I think inherently when you know what you're trying to achieve and what you feel strongly about, then confidence will come along with that and give you the power to do what you really need to get done. I love that. And I, I before we were recording, it, we were talking a little bit about this is, um, like you said, that this gives you kind of what you need to to get things done. And I see so many talented people where there's opportunities for there to be a spotlight on their work, whether it's doing a podcast like this or speaking at a conference or or some other um, you know kind of activity within a company. And it can feel scary, right? It can feel really scary. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where I appreciate what you were articulating, Sarah, around. Okay, here's how to think about confidence. So I'd like to turn to you and and if you can maybe give us a little recap of what some of the elements of what helps build confidence that you had shared in the, in that post. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I love Mariana's take on it that it does all start, leadership starts with yourself first. You have to be able to lead and inspire yourself in order to be able to lead and inspire other people. And the biggest way that you can do that is by really knowing yourself. And like Mariana said, like knowing your values, knowing what's important to you, also knowing some of your insecurities and triggers and, you know, being all that awareness is really important. And confidence is just one piece of it. What inspired me to do that episode was a few things. I'd say, first of all, I have a lot of conversations with people about, like, are some people just naturally confident or is it something that you can work at? And I believe that, yes, actually, some people do have more of a natural inclination to be confident. And I share kind of like if I, if there was a confidence gene, what I think it might be, quote unquote gene, that's not really a thing. But I think most people have to work at it. I have to work at confidence every day, all every single day, right? And in many different areas of my life. And I think most people do. And then we were also talking about a lot of people think that arrogance is the same thing as confidence. And there's just such a huge difference between those two things. And even if you look at the way Mariana explained it, it's like knowing yourself deeply is very different than being like arrogant, right? So that's where it all stemmed from. I love it. We'll link to that episode in, in the show notes because I, I want people to hear more. I wonder if we talk a little bit about leadership, how you both think about leadership. You've both been in and around the hospitality industry in a bunch of different roles, a bunch of different contexts. You've seen a lot of different leaders and you've become leaders in your own right. And I'm curious how you think about, about leadership, Mariano. Maybe I'll go to you first. What does it mean? Maybe let's define it first. What does it mean to, to be a leader? I think it's 
inspiring people to want to follow your path that you're setting forth for them and being very clear on what goals as a team we're all supposed to achieve together. And so definitely have a lot of things to to add to that. I think I could start from learning from experiences in terms of what it takes to evolve as a leader. And so Sarah and I talked a bit about this yesterday. Really, I think that where this comes from is I was talking to her about the mentors that I've had in not just hospitality, but in life and how these people are constantly growing and evolving and they're learning from everything that they're going through, which means there's constantly teachable moments, you know, that are accumulating. And I think that that's so just important to really think about. Leadership is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, So Sarah, you and I talked about how all of the experiences that we've had have really led us to where we are today, you know, and we've worked with so many different types of people and we've talked about what's really worked for us, right, in terms of the leaders that we've been asked to follow throughout the different stages of our careers. And something that I think really is important to me is to think about who we're leading and what type of leadership style will work with that person. And finding a way to make everyone have a seat at the table, because not everyone is an introvert, not everyone is an extrovert, and encouraging people to participate in their own ways uh, is, I think, really important. And you and I have, I think, some different styles as well, which maybe that's why we work together so well. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, we could start there, right? How do we even, you and I even know each other and why Mm -hmm. are we even talking about this together right now, right? So Marianne and I worked at the same company. I was the company that heads digital for nine years. And was it five of those years that we worked together on the same team? So Mariana was my leader. It was one of my favorite, I guess it felt more like a partnership to me, even though I think we had very clear roles of who was the leader, right? And how all the, the different roles worked on the team, but it felt like a partnership in a lot of ways. I always knew, Mariana, that you would have my back, that you were very invested in me as a human, not just as somebody that had a trajectory at the company or within our individual line of work, and that you were just as excited to put me front and center as you were yourself, right? And like those experiences, getting to work with leaders like that, you find over the course of your career is not that common, right? Like it's not that common to find people like that that are willing to lead in that kind of a selfless way. So that's how Marianne and I know each other. And that's why we're talking about this right now. Well, I think giving, working together in a partnership, I think, the results are more fruitful. We're, we were always call, we were always just colleagues at the end of the day. It wasn't, it didn't have to be a boss type of relationship. And that, I think it really made you shine. And I never, I never think it's okay to take credit for something that someone else is doing. 
And so I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited by the career path that you've taken because you are now inspiring a whole other set of people and you're coaching people into leadership roles. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's just felt like a very natural progression for you. Oh, thank you. I know we've always talked about these topics, even in our professional lives, about growth and like books that we were reading. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I guess it's pretty natural that I fell into this. Well, I didn't necessarily fall into this. I chose this path. But but yeah, thank you. That means a lot. Right. And I mean, part of it is we've also been through some really tough stuff, right? Not always at the same time, but things like company acquisitions, losing clients, losing team members that go to a different company. I think something that's so important and that we agree on is that time to reflect on what happened and learn from it and take that with you in the future. You know, I think giving yourself grace when really tough situations happen is is really critical. Sometimes that can honestly take, it could take two to three years to really understand something that's happened to you in the past, whether it be personal or work-related. And, you know, Sarah and I have talked about this in tough situations where it's been like, we are in fight or flight right now, just getting through a really tough moment. And I think these tough moments need to be shared more. I think a lot of people come to work pretending everything's okay, not having these open conversations. And without doing that, we can't bring our best selves to the job or home to our families. Mm-hmm. And so just the awareness and the humbleness to, to appreciate that and to know that we're going to make mistakes. I think that's just so important to be able to feel good about what you're doing. You're going to hear me say that a lot. I feel like people need to feel good about what they're doing, especially in the hospitality industry as we're serving others. IHG's motto is hospitality for good. I I love that. You know, I feel that. Yeah. There's so many things that I want to say about that. First of all, that it's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. The characteristics that you just mentioned people will say that oh my company has a human first motto but they don't their behavior doesn't reflect it right they say it it's great you know to put on their vision or mission or what have you but what are your how are you backing that up as a leader within the company to really show Mm -hmm. with your actions that you really do put the human first Um, so I think that's one area that is important to call out, right? Like, how are the the behaviors matching up with the words? And the feel good piece is also huge because it's very easy to get into this space of, you know, you want to do well, you want to perform. And so you push yourself and mm-hmm. maybe there's some forcing or like trying hard and proving. And all of that is very draining. But when you feel good, you are drawn to your work you're engaged by your work and it energy attracts like energy is what we say in coaching so yes what you're putting out there people are absorbing and the people around you who you are leading feel that as well and I think feeling good is a very underrated thing that people don't think about or try to achieve in their day-to-day Oh, absolutely and I'd love to go back to what you just said about there's some force in it sometimes and yes 
we do have to force ourselves sometimes to do certain things. And Josiah, you had brought up confidence earlier about speaking at a conference or being on a panel. And sometimes you do have to force yourself to do these things. I've had to force myself to get up there on a conference stage and talk to how many hundreds of people. And no, I didn't feel 100% confident going out there. <laughs> Yet the question I always ask myself is, will I regret not doing this? Will I regret not taking advantage of this amazing opportunity that has been brought to me? Or hopefully I put the positive energy out there and <laughs> it came back because of that. And 10 times out of 10, after I've done that conference or sat on that panel or whatever it may have been, I've been really happy that I've done it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, it's sometimes it is important to force yourself. I think that do something every day that scares you. That quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, I, I live by that quote sometimes because it gets me to basically just get out there and do the thing. Do you have any resources that you would recommend someone that is stuck in that rut go to? Yeah, my podcast. <laughs> tell, tell me more about your podcast. Why did you start it? What are you sharing there? Yeah, so it's called Lead Easy. And the reason that I named it that is it's not easy at all, actually. But I noticed talking to people that... A lot of times it's easy to look to others, right? It's great to have mentors, but people would look to others to say, they're getting promoted. Maybe I should be more like them or they're great leaders. So I should be like them. When in reality, when I would help people tap into their own strengths and what makes them great and teach people how to unlock their own inner wisdom, that's where your highest potential lies. But it's very easy to want to look outside yourself for answers, right? And so I started playing around with this question of, and I would ask people this, like, what if the secret to leadership, hold on, let me rephrase it. What if effortlessly being yourself is the secret to leadership you didn't know you needed? And I like it hit home for quite a few people because they were like, oh, I haven't heard it talked about like that. Most people are trying to talk to me about leadership and teach me something. Right? Most people, when they're looking into professional development or personal development, they want to learn something new that they can adopt in their lives or become something, you know, add something to their life. But it's an opportunity to look within and say, like, how can I become more of who I am and let that be where my highest potential lies? And so it's really exploring that more than anything. I love that. And are there, so we'll definitely link to the podcast. Are there any books or other resources that you found to be useful along that journey? Yeah. So when I was a teenager, I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I still think it's one of the most pivotal books that I've ever read. I also think Brene Brown, Dare to Leave is great, as Mariana mentioned already. But actually, now that I'm saying this, there are books that really aren't technically leadership books that have been, I keep them by my bedstand and open them up sometimes and just read them for life purposes. And that is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And those two books really were the first ones that taught me how 
you can be an observer of your brain, but not in your brain. And that is one of the most transformational things that happened to me, like learning that. And then obviously I've developed that more through coaching, but I love those two books as well. I am with you on the power of now. I read that book and I was like, how have I been living up until this day? <laughs> and if I could add uh, Amy Cuddy, she is an amazing public speaker and author, and she wrote a book called Presence. And it's all about how your body language affects the way you bring yourself to the table. And she's got a lot of scientific evidence to back her up in terms of the way you stand, the way you sit, the way you carry yourself and how that affects your internal confidence to bring that word back up. And that to me was a life-changing read as well. And I, I practiced some of her recommendations actually right before a big moment, like right before stepping out onto a stage, for instance, or attending a big meeting. And it carries me through. It really does. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 